Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi there, this is Linda and Richard Ayer. Um, we've been on the physical road this this week. Ayers on the be road. Back. Yeah. We're just on the road. You know, it's such a, the roads are beautiful. I love autumn. Don't you love autumn? It's the best time of year. It's because it's your birthday. It's my birthday this month, and oh my goodness. Who ever told our listeners about my birthday tradition? I don't know. (laughs) I'll bet we have, but you know, a lot of you probably have traditions in your family, and boy, this one started a long time ago, didn't that? I think we had just two or three little kids, and they wanted to, they wanted to jump in leaves on my birthday. They thought the funnest thing in the world was stuffing leaves down each other's backs and getting each other buried in the leaves and so on. Remember those little kids? I do. And I remember the reason we decided on this tradition was because we were so poor. All we could afford was leaves. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in Virginia. There were a lot of, we had, I remember one time I counted, we had 53 trees on our little little small piece of property in McLean, Virginia. And in the autumn, when the leaves fell off and my birthday came, we would jump in them. And boy, that tradition taught us a few things about family, didn't it? It did. It was so amazing. 53 trees? I never counted Remember in those teensy woods? It was, oh yeah, we had some little woods there. Um, It really is interesting though that uh, that reminded me that we bought that house, you know, when we were just babies, we just strayed out of school and we bought that house for $50,000 and we thought we couldn't sleep for a week. We thought we were going to lose oh, our yeah. shirts on yeah. this. We'll never get anyway. them back. But here's a quick, a quick kind of a wake up call on traditions. Um, you think when you set traditions in your family, you think, well, you know, they're for little kids. They'll, they'll need to change as kids get, get older. But what happens is kids will not let you change a tradition. They cling to it. Think of some of the things you do on on Christmas in your family. And if you try to do them a little different, kids say, no, no, we do it this way. That's not how we decorate the tree. There's something about children that, that, that flourish under certain rituals and traditions and things that are predictable. And that's how it was with this leaf tradition. You know, I remember when, when they got in high school, it's like, oh, we have to, we have to go to the to the park now, Dad. We have to have bigger trees with bigger leaves. We have to jump out of the trees into the leaves. Right. <laughs> and Mom, will you make hot chocolate and bring it down? We're going to invite some friends. Yeah, we we, we got to make this a big deal. And it actually was. It was really fun. Every year we used to go to Liberty Park and Salt Lake City, where there are thousands of trees by the 28th of October. Yeah. I mean, and thousands of leaves. So it was it was a good one. And here's the quick, uh, here's the, you know, I, I, I'll, you'll be able to hear me crying a little on the radio, but <laughs> the, the, the time came when our oldest three, our oldest three all left the same year, basically, because our two oldest daughters went on missions. One went to Bulgaria, the other one went to Romania, uh, missions for, for our church. And, and, and our oldest son was a freshman in college, so he'd gone down to BYU. So my birthday's coming along this fall, and Suddenly, my three oldest kids aren't there, and I'm feeling a little melancholy. And I go to the mailbox, and 
by golly, there's three birthday cards. Those, all three of them remembered my birthday. I'm so excited. I go in, I take these three envelopes, I sit down at my desk, I open the first one, which has a Bulgarian stamp on it, and it's not a card, it's a leaf, and this leaf falls out, and it's got a little post-it note on it, and it says, Dear Dad, this is a Bulgarian leaf. I honored your tradition. Don't forget, even though I'm far away, I'm still part of our family. And I started to cry. <laughs> and I opened the second one from Romania, and it's another leaf with another note. And I opened the third one from Provo, Utah. <laughs> and it's another leaf, but no note, because this is a boy, and he just says, I'll send that a leaf. <laughs> He'll know what I mean. Um, it is really, it was really a fun moment because you realize how important these traditions are and how much it glues your family together even when they leave you. Now I'm crying again. I just think about that. And I, I think that's the moment when I first realized traditions and rituals and little things you do in your family, those are powerful. And they get more yeah. powerful every day they because are. our world is so disjointed and, and we need that unity we do but um that is not really the topic of well sort of the sort topic of, of uh the show today um we wanted to we wanted to build the whole show today around a word and it's a very special word and it ties into a lot of things we've been thinking about and doing lately and the word is the word is stewardship Stewardship. Think about the word stewardship for a minute. It's it's particularly on our minds right now because I'm just finishing up a book and Linda's helped me with this book in more ways than she even knows. Although this one's not going to have your name on it. No. It could. We can no, still change it. No, this has been it. your baby since we had babies, <laughs> our first babies. Maybe before that, even thinking about this word because it's it's really bigger than. I realized, and you're my teacher on this, you're going to have to take the lead on this one because you are the master. Well, here's the thing. We, we just feel that there are certain concepts we fall into that are, that are kind of harmful in a way. And this new book has to do with three of those. It has to do with the idea that when we think, when we think in terms of control, it can lead us down the wrong path. When we think in terms of ownership, it can lead us down the wrong path. When we think in terms of independence, it's all about me. Those are the three words we kind of call the three deceivers. And we're going to talk a little today about the middle one, about ownership and the problem with thinking that way and how, how much better it is to think in terms of stewardship. And, and we're doing it on, on this show because it has so much to do with family. It has so much to do with your attitude about your marriage and about your parenting. Yeah, marriage too. I mean, I have a stewardship over you that if I use that word, it makes it easier to rub your back every time you do it. You need a back rub, which is every 15 minutes. And uh, Wait, I gave you a back rub last night. Yeah, that's right. That's that. right. So and, anyway. And you said, I'm surprised. I, I just Maybe I love this more than you do. Remember? <laughs> oh, you put words in my mouth. But anyway, it, it is a stewardship to take care of your spouse. And uh, it really is an interesting word that means so many things. So let's introduce the word. I mean... It's a familiar word. We use the word occasionally. It's not a word maybe you use every day, but think about the implications of it and contrast those implications with 
the, the, the sort of juxtaposition that against the word ownership. And as you do, um, let's think about how it applies to our families and to our parenting and so on. Now, imagine ownership. Think about it for a minute in your mind. Close your eyes and just, just conceptualize for a moment and think of ownership as a tree. That's the trunk of a tree. Ownership, this idea that I own things. I earn them and I and I buy them and I and they're mine, that they belong to me. I deserve them, I own them, I, I work for them. And, and that's a great concept economically because our whole free enterprise system is built on the concept of ownership. And it's a great concept in business. People learn that if you give someone equity or ownership, they, they become loyal to the company and so on. But as a word for relationships, it really starts having problems. And so you think of this tree called ownership, and what are the branches that grow on that tree? Well, they're probably gonna grow a branch of, of, of jealousy for someone who, who owns more than you do. They're probably gonna grow branches of, of pride or of condescension for people who own less than you do. You're gonna be comparing ownership, I own, I own, and it, it becomes a problem because when we think in a little deeper spiritual sense, we start to realize that we really don't own anything. Everything belongs to God. Everything belongs, or if you're not a spiritual person even, everything belongs to the earth. Things pass through our hands, but we don't really own them. They come and go. And, 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 and the biggest problem is that ownership tree is gonna grow these branches of pride and of measuring and judging, and, and that's a problem. So I just wanted to introduce it that way. Now picture another tree that's the stewardship tree. I have a stewardship over something. I don't own it. It's been given to me. It's been entrusted to me. What does that mean? And now what kind of branches are going to grow on that tree? Well, you're going to have a branch of humility. You're going to have a branch of caring more about other people. You're going to have a branch about doing my best to take care of something that's been entrusted to me. And now, Linda, apply that to children. Because we've met people who sort of think of their children as in, in ownership terms, right? I created this little kid. He's mine. I, I own him. I own her. And it's such a false premise. And that was brilliant, by the way, that it really is true that we start thinking, well, this is my stuff or my child or whatever. And it really, when you change your mind and say, I have stewardship over this child, it makes such a huge difference. And it also makes a huge difference in being generous and giving to other people because this isn't mine anyway. You know, you know, you obviously you just can't dump everything on, on uh, everybody, but it really is so much easier to just give what you have, share what you have, and you're just the stewardship over the stuff that you have. And, and it really reaches its apex of meaning when we think of our children, because, you know, imagine the different way in which you would handle any, any situation. If you're thinking, I own these kids, they're mine. Then you start thinking about controlling them and about manipulating them and about making them into what you want them to be and so on. Or making them into you. Making them into <laughs> or you. Or what you yeah. weren't, that you wish you were. Exactly, exactly, honey. And so, but then if you think of them as steward, these are, these are children of God. 
They are not, they are my brothers and sisters. We are co-equal. I have this enormous stewardship. I came to this planet Earth, you know, a quarter century or so before they did, and now they're coming and they're entrusted to me and I'm the steward and it's my sacred responsibility to, to, to help them grow. And it could have been the opposite. They could have come before I did, and, and they could have been the steward over me. Yeah, when you go in the bedroom at night uh, with a child, our, our youngest child really did not sleep through the night for two and a half years. I mean, really. <laughs> I remember that. That was so hard. She was so driven. I don't know. I mean, she still is. But it was so hard because she was up in the night, and I remember just being so mad at her, like, go to sleep, and thinking at one point, wait this could be me and she could be my mom. <laughs> the tables could be turned. And there's some reason that she's doing this. We've just got to keep working on why, because this is this little girl is our steward, stewardship. We're going to have to take a break here in, in a minute or so, but we want you to think during the break and, and come back and rejoin us as we really explore this wonderful concept. This, it's a paradigm. It's a way of viewing life, a stewardship. It obviously has to do with how we treat the environment. It has to do with how we treat our opportunities. It has to do with how we treat our, our possessions and our careers and everything else. If we're a steward, that leads to a whole different kind of thinking than if we're an owner. And believe me, folks, listeners, those who we love to have listened to us each week and we wish we could listen more to you, but believe us, Thinking of life as a stewardship makes so much difference. So we'll continue this conversation in just a minute. Hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. Uh, talking today about a big word that has a really important meaning, stewardship. Stewardship. Eleven letters, starts with an S. It's built around, the, the word stewardship has an ancient history. You probably know some of this and don't even know that you know it, but a steward in, in old times in, in England and four or five hundred years ago was a very important position. If you were the steward, you were sort of the guy in charge of the castle or the estate or whatever. You didn't think you owned it. You were, it was a position you held given to you by the king or whatever. And you were the steward. You were the one to watch over that. And, and even the word steward can be broken down further. The word ward is an entrustment. Like if you were in an English court and you became the ward over a, a child, that means you're, in, you're, you're given the responsibility to to take care of and provide for that child. So it's a very wonderful old word and it always implies something that is an alternative to ownership. And you know, the reason the reason ownership works economically is because if you own something, you're going to take care of it. If you perceive you own it, you're going to take care of it. So, you know, maybe some of we I remember one time on our street there was an apartment building and it, it, it got condominiumized. That's a funny word, but, but the owner decided I'm going to sell these apartments to the people who are living in them. So most of the same people stayed in the building, but now they, they bought these units. 
man, they started taking better care of them. You started seeing paint. You started seeing cleanup. You started seeing redecoration. Flower boxes. Flower boxes. Windows, yeah. So there's no question that when you feel ownership of something, you begin to take care of it better. And and some, someone says, so why isn't ownership a good concept for everything? Well, because there's a higher concept. I mean, if, you, if you're the steward, again, this is kind of a funny way to say it, but if you're a steward over... Uh, a building or something. I mean, the only higher way to think of it, what, what if God owned that building? Then how good would you take care of it, you know? <laughs> so now you start thinking, well, so ownership is motivational, but it runs out of steam and sort of crosses the line and begins to get selfish and, and sort of me-centered if you carry it too far, especially into the ownership of people. Whereas stewardship is even more motivational and you begin, I mean, think of stewardship over your body. It's one thing to say, Hey, I own my body. I've got to take care of it. But if you're like, it's a, it's a stewardship. I was given this body. It's not perfect. It has problems, but it's, it's all I have. It's, it's my eyes. It's my ears. It's my ability to, to be mobile. It's my body. It's a gift from God. I need to take care of it. You know, I have parents who are wonderful stewards of a sweet little house and a little farm and so many other things. And they were so good at taking care of that. I mean, they really were. And my, my dad loved the land. It's their birthdays also this week. Um, it really is amazing how much they loved um, and what great stewards they were over there property and the things that they owned and they took such good care of it. but they didn't never went to the doctor <laughs> they never would my dad <laughs> never went to the doctor until he had a heart attack <laughs> yeah. because he did not think of his body as a part of his stewardship i mean he just well a part of it was just like i i'm fine i'm fine you know yeah, he, was, I, he was stoic i he actually was. have that tendency myself if you weren't dragging me to the doctor every year um it really would be just about the same but it really is interesting that we often don't think of our body as a stewardship of something we really need to take care of because it's so important to our well-being you know once <clears throat> once a person um we've been teaching this concept for a long time we've watched a lot of people and once once a person whether it's us or someone else really adopts this sort of paradigm this, this attitude, this frame of reference of stewardship, it starts making a difference in all kinds of things, one of which you alluded, alluded to a minute ago, Linda. Someone who feels a stewardship over something also feels deeper gratitude for it. See, with ownership, there's not a lot of gratitude. I earned it, it's mine. With stewardship, it's I'm so blessed to have this. Even, even a little thing, like we'll walk outside here in a few minutes today, it's a beautiful autumn day. You think of yourself as a steward of the earth and you're so grateful for that beauty. You're so grateful for the opportunity just to exist in this gift of, of, of planet earth with all its beauties. You know, I took a long ride the other day with uh, some friends to a funeral and we had to go through a big canyon. Um, it was actually Logan Canyon. And we were talking about something really important, but honestly, the leaves were so breathtaking. I just, I couldn't believe they could keep talking. It was so gorgeous. You know, it was like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh my gosh, look at that. It, it is one of those things that we have to uh, kind of 
train ourselves to look at, to look for. It, we have to look for the beauty in the earth and and have gratitude for it. And Otherwise, that, we just take it for granted. Exactly. And that, I think that's the exact antithesis or opposite of stewardship is taking things for granted. So easy to do. But if you're thinking as a steward, not only do you become more grateful and more delighted and more happy in all the gifts that have been given, to you, knowing that they're not yours, and it becomes obvious with nature. I mean, you've heard the old cliche that the ocean belongs to he who sits on the shore and notices, you know. The gifts of this world are, are sort of the most obvious stewardship. And getting it back to parenting and family, teaching that concept to children, you know, not only thinking about your children as your stewardships, but helping your children to view the world from a stewardship standpoint and to be grateful for it and to notice things and be appreciative and to say things like, isn't it amazing what we've been given? Did we, did we deserve this? No, it's a gift. And children begin to become, you know, that, that humble sort of stewardship attitude can make your children. I, I, I'm not saying this is the reason, but it makes them more manageable. It makes them more, endearing it makes them more tuned in to the things around them yeah instead of thinking why did you give this one to me <laughs> this is so hard uh, think how grateful you are for what you learn you become refined by your kids especially the hard ones and you know what it, it changes you it makes you different as you realize this is a stewardship that i need to take care of no matter how hard it is and you your story a few minutes ago reminded me of, of a time linda because i was thinking about when we lived in virginia outside of washington dc and we had all those trees and we were having these traditions and then you told the story about uh, feeling stewardship for one of the kids i remember so distinctly one night I had a big meeting the next day. And matter of fact, it was at the White House. We were doing some consulting in in the in the in the White House, and and I knew this meeting was coming up, and I was nervous, and I was having a hard time sleeping, trying to get ready for it in my mind, and trying to be a steward. This is just a stewardship thing, you know. But one of the <laughs> one of the kids was awake, and you were you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sounder sleeper than I am some nights, and yeah, I'm the because, one that woke you know, up. I don't get much sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, and I went up and I got this little kid out. It was just a baby, and I got, I got her out of bed, and I'm, I'm like, you are just, this is so annoying. I need, I need my sleep. I've got this big meeting in the morning, and so on. And I had the very same thought you mentioned earlier. I was just holding this little baby, kind of angry. And thinking, and suddenly I got this wave of insight, and it was like, wait, this is a gift to you. This is a stewardship. And what you said earlier, this this could be, we could have come in a different order. This could, you little baby could be holding me. I could be the crying baby. I better treat you with respect. That's another thing that, that I think comes with a stewardship attitude, is you have more respect, not only for the earth and for other people and for their stewardships, and, and it's like, Wow, if someone has a bigger house than you do, you don't say, wow, I'm jealous of you. You say, wow, you've got a bigger stewardship. I'm glad I don't have to take care yeah, of Yeah, we do think that. <laughs> I do think that about some people. Yeah, there's too much to take care of. 
And but stewardship is such a deep word. It's there's so much to it when we think about how it applies not only to ourselves, to our children, to nature, to everything that happens around us. It's such a paradigm shift when you change your mind about what you're looking at and and quit thinking I own this. And so, you know, you 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 hit me and I mean, if you're driving and you have an accident, like, oh my gosh, my car, my precious car. Well, then you just have to say, well, it's not really mine. <laughs> I did some taking care of it. I'll go take care of it. I'll fix it. It really does change your the way you think about um, your things. Yeah, it leads away from selfishness and away from pride and away from judging and comparison. It leads toward real responsibility and concern and gratitude and, and humility. And I want to work it back around to where we where we started at Linda on marriage. And by the way, uh, you regular listeners know we we're going through a, a little mini series of the top ten marriage tips that we've found over the course of our lives all around the world. And, and we, we finished number five last week. We've done five out of the 10. So we'd like you to think of this show on stewardship, kind of like an intermission. We're taking a little break. Next week, we'll be back to marriage tip number six. But this is not entirely out of context, because as you started the show, Linda, the, there's probably nowhere where a stewardship paradigm is so powerful and so appropriate as in marriage. I mean, you know, anyone who has an ownership mentality in marriage is in a lot of trouble. Right. <laughs> but the idea of stewardship that I am so grateful for you, you're a gift to me. I don't know how in the world and in, in 7 billion people, how did I find you? Somehow this is a gift. Somehow God brought us together and we are together and my greatest stewardship is you. If 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 I if you are not happy as happy as you can be, I'm not doing what I should with my stewardship over you. You are entrusted to me and I need to make you fulfilled. I mean, it's a stewardship feeling. And on this, in the same line of thinking, you know, you also in a marriage, it some, sometimes seems like, I don't know if any of you feel like this, but sometimes you think, I need this from you. I need, I need you. I'm needing. And, and instead of thinking that, if you can turn around and say, well, what does he need? Or what does she need? Uh, it changes I'm everything the steward, yeah. because I have this person to take care of and I have been given this wonderful gift. What can I do? And and it's interesting, the time, the tables then change often because if I'm giving you what you need, then you return that usually and saying, you know, let me give you what you need. It really is a magic word. It is. And it really, I mean, I'm glad we started and ended applying stewardship to marriage because honestly, if and this has happened in various ways over our lives. If someone came up to me and said, give me one thing, give me one word that'll help me in my marriage, I would choose the word stewardship. If you're thinking of each other as a mutual um, back and forth stewardship, that that sort of takes care of so many things. It does. And even though, even though everything is not pleasant and lovely in marriage in there, sometimes when you think, well, just 
I could, if I could, I'd send him back. <laughs> Not only your children, but your spouse. But even when um, you're in a conflict, if you, if you can sort of, because, you know, most of those conflicts stem from an ownership mentality. Wait, you're stepping on my turf. Wait, you're, you're not coming. You're not meeting me halfway. It's all these, these independent sort of selfish thoughts that lead to conflict. And the, the minute you drop that and say, wait, this is a stewardship. It's more important to me that you're happy than, than that I'm happy. Boy, that changes everything. Yeah, it does. And not everybody can do that very well or as well as you can. You're really good at that. Honey. Yeah, you're, so you're taught me. You. You're better at it than I am. You well, do it naturally. I have to force myself to do it. And it is a learning process for all of us. So we hope that you've that we made you think of a few things today that maybe you can adjust or change in your thinking as far as stewardship goes. We are always so happy to talk to you on Irish on the Road, and we will see you again next time. Adios. Bye-bye.